Hello and welcome to the Victory Bible Podcast. Thank you for deciding to listen today and be a part of our listening family. We pray that everything is a great blessing to you. Ephesians chapter number three, like I said there, Ephesians chapter number three. I love the book of Ephesians. If you want to know the theme of the book of Ephesians, it is in Christ. The theme of the book of Ephesians is in Christ. Amen. Everything we have, by the way, is in Christ. In fact, the Bible says in the Lord we, we move and live and have our being. Amen. I mean, he is my everything. Amen. He's my all in all. But I got to looking at Ephesians chapter number three. And if you'll, you'll hang with me right there in verse, chapter, chapter number three, verse 18. Paul's pray, praying a prayer for these people. And, and you can find that out if you look up there in uh, verse, number, um, verse number 14. He said, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> of whom the whole family of, of heaven, I mean in heaven and earth is named. And then he goes on to tell a prayer request that, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, verse 18, may, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Lord, help me. I, I, now, I know I've preached on this. So if you've got it wrote in your Bible, I know I've preached this, but it's not the same message. But I know I've preached out of this chapter before. And I've preached on the message on time out. And, uh, man, I believe we ought to take time out and talk to God about it, don't you? <clears throat> but that's not what I'm preaching on this morning. If Lord to help me, I want to preach on this thought. <clears throat> the word exceeding, right there in verse number 20, means to go beyond the limits. Verse number 19 says, passeth knowledge. Verse number 21, at the end it says, world without end. So if Lord to help me, I want to take those three things and I want to preach on limitless. Limitless. Just that one word, limitless. Uh, there's going to be three things we'll look at in the Bible in these three, these couple of verses. And I want to just look at three things that are limitless. And if Lord to help us, I just want to preach to you. Father, I pray you'd help me. God, I, I'm nothing this morning. Uh, Lord, I, I absolutely deserve hell. Dear God, there's no doubt about that this morning. Uh, God, if it was not for grace, I would be in hell. If it was not for mercy, oh dear God, I'd be lost. God, and I'd be in a mess. God, if it was not for the mercy of God. My life would be a wreck and a ruin, God, if it was not for the mercy of God. And Lord, my life was a wreck and a ruin. Thank God for the mercy and the grace of God that made a difference, God. Lord, thank you, Lord, for letting us come to church this morning. Yes. Thank you, dear God, for being faithful, God, when we've not been faithful. Thank you for loving us, God, when we've not treated you right. You've still loved us. God, you've still cared about us, showed compassion on us. Lord, thank you for that song Malia sung and the, and the songs the choir sung, God. Glad we've got a solid foundation to stand on, God. I'm glad, God, that you are a great God, Lord. I'm glad for all that's been sung. I'm glad that thanks to you, Lord, we're not ever going to be the same. God, but I'm thankful, Lord, for all you do for us. Help us, dear God, today. Help every individual heart, every individual life, every family represented, that you would do something in us. 
that we'd leave with that would change our lives, God. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I like that. Malia just got done singing. Mad just got done singing that song. And that last part of it said, Love that knows no end. Amen. That knows no end. I did not tell her what I was going to preach on, by the way. That just reminds me God knows exactly what He's doing. Amen. Amen. I tell you, God is, there's some limitless things in this chapter. And if you look at verse number 18, the Bible said, May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. But I wrote down, I got to read, and I was reading behind the writer, and he, and he, he took something I'd never seen before, and it really blessed me and helped me, and I pray to help you this morning. Uh, but I got to look at John three sixteen. When you read that word in breadth, the breadth, the breadth, the width, uh, boy, you think about this. What, what is the width of God's love? How, how far does God, how wide is the love of God? Well, John 3, 16 said, For God so loved the world. And that's how wide it is. Amen. Thank God His love is wide. His love is wide. It reaches everybody. There's nobody it does not reach this morning. Amen. I got to, I got to listen. I'm going to give you this this, this this morning. I got to reading about something that a man named, uh, or, or that a, a newspaper was printed back a long time ago that was a, a gospel newspaper, printed out a lot of stuff about the Lord. It was called the Gospel Herald. It said, one day we are told of a little girl, the daughter of a printer, who worked where they printed the Bible. <clears throat> she picked a... She picked up a small scrap of paper from the floor upon which were printed these words. God so loved the world that he gave. That's all it said. The rest of the sentence was torn off. But over and over again, the child read, God so loved the world that he gave. She and her mother before had been taught to fear God as a great being just wanting to punish them. But now the child said to her mother, she said, what did God give? She said, I don't know what he gave. But if he loved us well enough to give us anything, he's not angry with us. And we need not to be afraid of him. We can just love him and thank him for whatever he gave us. I like that. You say, was they saved? I don't believe they've been saved. Man, they realized that if God had gave anything, that he was a great God. Amen. But we can rejoice over the fact that we know what he gave. He didn't just give. He gave the best heaven had. Amen. In breadth. But this, just right along with that young lady, what she said. In length. How far does the love of God go? Well, it goes so far. Had the Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. So how far does God's love go? It goes so far that He'd give the innocent for the guilty. He'd give His Son so you can be His child. Amen. Thank God for the love of God that goes so far to get you saved. Thank God the depth of it is this. The Bible said in the breadth and length and depth. He said, what's so deep about it? Jesus loves even me. <laughs> Amen, Brother Tony. Jesus loves even me. I love when you sing that song. Hey, Jesus loves even me. He loves me, thank God. 
He said that whosoever believeth in him, and that means he loves you, he loves me. Thank God he loves the world. But he can zero it all down and say, and leaves the invitation open. Says, whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever believeth in him. Let me tell you about the height of it. Boy, it blessed me to read this. The height of it is, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. By the way, don't ever get over John 3, 16. Don't ever get over the fact that God loves sinners. Amen. He loves sinners. He said, should not perish, but have everlasting life. It'll take you to the heavenlies. That's how high it is. It'll take you to heaven when you die. Amen. If you've been saved, it'll take you to heaven when you die. That's what the love of God will do. Uh, boy, if you read that, if you ever read the story, there's a story about the, the songwriter wrote about the love of God. And that, that last verse where it says, Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a tribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Amen. Amen. Thank God it would. Amen. So, and he was, you know what that was wrote? That was wrote on the side of a wall in a sane asylum. I don't believe he's crazy to you. And a, and a songwriter, do you know this? I, I got to reading that today even. That, that, that songwriter that wrote the love of God, that last verse was not there. But then he read that on the side of a sane asylum. And he's he so moved by it, he put it in his book. Uh, put it in his song. Yeah. But I'll tell you this, I believe that whoever that guy was, I don't believe he was all crazy. He hit on something there, didn't he? Thank God the love of God. The love of God is inexhaustible, unexplainable. I thought about this morning. I know this is redneck, but it's true. Listen, for you to, for me to tell you about the love of God would be like trying to stop Niagara Falls with toothpicks this morning. Amen. Amen. For me to sit here and try to tell you about the love of God would be trying to drain the ocean dry with a shot back this morning. Amen. It ain't going to happen. Hey, but I can tell you about the love of God. I'm not going to get it done this morning. But I'll tell you, I remember. Limitless love. It has no boundary. It has nothing to stop it. And man, it's ginormous. His love is amazing. Amen. John Newton said it right. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Hey, you say, why do you say amazing? Because ain't that what it is? It's amazing grace. Amen. Limitless passion is that he loves me. He loves you. Thank God he does. Listen, he said, how do you know it's limitless? Listen to verse 19. And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. It is limitless love that loves you. It's limitless love that loves me. Thank God it is. Listen, when I, when I fail, he loves me. When I'm doing good, he loves me. When I'm sad, he loves me. When I'm angry, he loves me. When, I, when everything's going good, he loves me. When my whole world's come crumbling down, he loves me. Listen, he loves you. Listen, he loves you. Limitless. There is no limit to how long and how much he loves you. Listen, I said that, but I'll say it again. There's no limit to how long he loves you. There will never be a day he does not love you. 
If I can't tell you if a man dies and goes to hell or a woman dies and goes to hell, they, they go to hell unsaved. But there's not one individual that has ever went to hell unloved. Everybody that's ever went to hell has been loved by Almighty God. Amen. Nobody's ever went to hell without being loved. His love has went on and on and on. Limitless love for how long He loves you. Let me tell you, there's also the fact of how big and great His love is. It's beyond limits. There's no way to measure His love for you. No way to measure how long He loves you. And no way, no way to measure how much He has to love you with. Amen. Listen to this. Not only we find limitless passion in the fact that He loves us this morning, but we find limitless power in verse number 20. Now unto Him that is able... To do exceeding. But I, 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 read, I read, read it this way. Now unto him that is able. To able to do what? Exceeding. He's able to do it exceedingly. That means beyond limits. No limit to what God can do. Don't limit God at all. God can do anything. Amen. I, I read there, Brother Tony, I read there in the, in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter number 1, and I don't know a whole lot about Greek and Hebrew, but I do know a little bit just by what I read. And that, that, word, that word for create in the Old Testament is the word bara, B-A-R-A. There's another word that's word form. That means to actually take something that's already been made and make it into something. That, that's like a man that's a construction worker takes wood and makes a house. Or somebody that's a potter and they like to make pottery, takes it and puts it on a wheel, and they take that dirt and they make something out of it. That, that, that's that word form. But that word create is that borrow. That means taking absolutely nothing and bringing something out of it. That means absolutely bringing nothing and doing something. Amen. I think that's exactly what the Lord can do, Brother John. He can take nothing. And do something with it. He said, hey, how you know that? Well, didn't he take the Apostle Paul when he was Saul killing Christians, struck him down with blindness, God dealt with his heart, saved his soul. He ended up preaching the gospel, wrote 13 books of the New Testament. I think God changed his life and brought something out of nothing. Listen, you read all down through your Bible, God brought something out of nothing. Peter was a cussing fisherman. But he's also the same one that stood up above all of them and preached the Bible and 3,000 people got saved. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So what was the difference between that and that, my Lord? Yeah. Like the preacher preached last night, he is the main ingredient in marriage. But he's the main ingredient in your life. You need him. Amen. Amen. Yeah. We need the Lord. Yeah. Thank God I bet he'd take nothing and do something with it. Yeah. Listen, it's exceeding. So, so, so none of your problems this morning are beyond his limits, what I'm trying to say. You, you're not going to limit him. I don't care what problem you come to this altar with here in a little while. Uh, we don't give a time of invitation in a little while. And if you've got a burden, you've got something bothering you, something breaking you, something bothering your heart, you say, I need help, I need forgiveness, I need God to do something for me, I need God to do this, I need God to do that. But I hate to ask him because I put, uh, listen, I, I know it's probably beyond what he's able. No, it's not. He is able to do exceeding. He's able to do exceeding. He can do way beyond what you're asking him to do. Exceeding. Abundantly. That means overflowing. Out the top. Can't, can't even contain it. How much he can do. Amen. He said, but I would ask the Lord, but I just don't know. He's able to do way beyond the limit 
He said, I just don't know if he's got enough. He's got so much to help you that it's overflowing out the top of his cup. Amen. He said, I wish God had enough to give me, to help me. He's got so much that it's filled to overflowing. You're not going to get to an altar and God not be able to do it. You're not. You're not going to come around this altar this morning and come down to pray. And God said I would, but I just can't do that. He'll never say that. Amen. I tell you, limitless power is illustrated in the fact it's exceeding. It's abundant. Thank God it's above all. Above all. If exceeding going beyond the limit wasn't enough, is the fact that you need something, but it's flow, and you say, I wish you had enough, but what's flowing over the top, he's got plenty to help you. If that wasn't enough, he said, above everything, I just got done saying, and above anything, listen to it, above all that you ask or think. According to the power that worketh in, listen to this, above all that we ask or think. He said, Brother John, there's some things I've not asked the Lord for, but I've thought about asking, but I just think it's just a real big, I mean, Lord, it's a big prayer. I mean, it's a big prayer. I mean, it's humongous to ask God for that. You've been thinking it. Well, I know what the Bible said. He's able to do above what you ask. And then he goes on and says, what you think? Because he knows you. And he knows me. And there's some stuff you ain't going to bring to altar because you just feel like that it's just really big to ask for. But he's able to do what you're thinking. He's able to do what's in your mind. He's able to do what you've been thinking about. Listen to this. Not only that, can I, can I give you something that ought to thrill you more than every bit of that? He's able to exceed him. He's able to do abundant. He's able to do uh, uh, what the Bible said there, above all. But then it says this. According to the power that worketh in, in, in us. Not only does he illustrate the power of God, but then he tells you where it's at. Inside you. Amen. Thank God. That same power that goes beyond every limit, that's overflowing with power, that's above all, is in me this morning. Is in you this morning. If you've been saved by God's good, amazing grace, thank God His power is in you. Amen. It's in you, thank God. That Romans 8, 11 said, that the power that raised Christ up from the dead dwell in you, amen. You say, I need some things in my life brought back to life. That's all right. You've got resurrection power inside you. Amen. You say, I need God to do something for me. That's all right. You've got resurrection power dwelling on the inside of you. In fact, you look up this word power in our Bible. That word power is the word dunamis. So what's that mean? That means dynamite. According to power. That word power means dunamis. Same thing we get our our English word dynamite from. Thank God for dynamite. For dynamite. You say, what's dynamite used for? A lot of stuff old Brother Donnie Farmer said. Amen. I remember one of them, he said it was this. 
He said, man, he said, he said, dynamite's used to reconstruct things. When you got stuff out of whack, you can put dynamite on that thing and move mountains with dynamite. Amen. If you got something in the way, just put some dynamite in the ground and blow it to kingdom come. Amen. I tell you what, I tell you what, this morning, you say, I need God to change some stuff in my life. I need God to do some things in my heart. How blessed you got dynamite on the inside of you. And he can blow that mess from kingdom come and change your life around. Amen. Thank God for God's dynamite. Listen to this. And all we got limitless power. Let me tell you this, and I'll be done here in just a minute. Limitless passion, limitless power. This is our part. God's done His part. He loved me. He loved you. That was His part. To limitly, limitless love me. To love me beyond any limit whatsoever. And He has done it time and time and time again. Ain't you glad for that? I'm glad He loves me when I don't deserve it. I, and by the way, I never do. I never have deserved it. Never. But He's went on to love me anyway. Thank God for all of that with our limitless power. Boy, God, God told you you got limitless power inside you. You say, I can't live a Christian life. Oh, yes, you can. You've been given power to live it. I have been too. I failed. When I failed, can I tell you whose fault it is? Mine. Because I had the power to live right. I have the power to do right. And if I don't do right, ain't nobody's fault but mine. Amen. So, Brother John, I ain't said the right words this week. Well, I'll tell you what. The reason you did wasn't God's fault. It's your fault. Yeah. And listen, when I say the wrong words, when I say the wrong, I ain't talking about cussing. I'm talking about just treating people bad. Amen. Can I tell you this? When I don't do right, when I don't live right, it is not God's fault. He gave me power to live right. And if I don't, it's my fault. Yeah. Don't blame the devil on everything that ever happens to you. Boy, the devil's fault. No, it's your flesh's fault. Majority of the time. We give the devil way too much credit. He don't have to do hardly nothing ever. Most of the time your flesh take care of most problem you get in. Amen. But limitless power. Boy, we got power inside. He said, what's our part then, Brother John? Well, look at verse 21. This is our part. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Limitless praise is our part. Limitless love, that was God's part. Limitless passion, that was God's part. Limitless power, that was God's part. But limitless praise is my part. That's my part. Hey, God's done His part. Have you done yours? Hey, God's done what He should have done. Have you done your part? Hey, listen, He's gave you love when you did not deserve it. He has blessed you and gave you power to live this godly life. And when you was not able to, but have you turned around and said to God be the glory, to God be the praise, and the honor, amen. Listen, I want to tell you this first of all, that limitless praise is a congregational praise. The Bible said unto him, be glory in the church. There was a place where praise was to be done. That's what he told you. You say, Brother John, I don't see all this shouting or people saying amen. I don't, I don't much like that. Well, really, listen, that Bible's so particular and it's so clear. That's where it's supposed to be going on there. Amen. Hey, at the church is where God has to come by and be able to get his glory. Amen. Hey, listen, if I go by my mailbox and somebody's supposed to, be, supposed to have sent me something, I should be able to go by and get it, right? 
And it's the same thing with the Lord. If he knows that he's supposed to be able to go by the church and get glory, he ought to go to church and not yeah. let me get there. Amen. He ought to come by and say, pick up his glory and pick up his honor and pick up his praise because we brought it. My soul. It's not supposed to be just done by one person. By the church. Amen. But Tony, I shared something last night on Facebook. Even I, the congregational singing is not just filler for church services. It's not a place where we just we just put it in there because we ain't got nothing else to do at that point in time. Let's just put a little song in. No, no, it's time of worship. It's time of worship. Now we'll give Him glory in the church. Amen. Now I understand that you ought to be able to worship by yourself. But here's how I feel about that. If you worship by yourself, you ought to be able to do it in public. Unless you're embarrassed of Him. Amen. Now I'm not saying you've got to shout like I do. Or act crazy like I do or somebody else there does. You don't have to be me, and I don't have. But let, let, let the other way, I don't have to be you either. Amen. Amen. You say, man, I wish he, I wish he'd calm down and be more like us. I, I but I can't say that here, honestly. A lot of people get excited. Amen. You say, but John, I wish he'd calm down. No, I'm still excited to be saved. I'm excited that he loved me. I'm excited that he gives me power to live this life that I don't deserve. Don't lose your thrill of God. If you cry, cry. You raise your hands, raise your hands. You run to an altar, go to an altar and thank Him public, thank Him privately at the altar. Thank Him for what He's done for you. I tell you, it doesn't matter how you do it, but He's come by to get His glory and have you gave it to Him this morning. Amen. He's come by looking for some glory. He came by looking for some praise. You say, give me Bible, Brother John. That Bible said in John 4 that He seeketh such. He seeketh such to worship Him. Amen. You say, what's that mean? That means God is on the lookout for somebody to give Him glory and give Him honor and give Him praise. He's on the search for it. He's seeking for somebody to give Him glory. I didn't come for you to glorify me and I didn't come to glorify you. I hope you didn't come for nobody else in this building. I came to give him the glory that he's been looking for. Amen. I come to give him the praise that he's been looking for. He said, Brother John, I can't believe you're preaching on praise this morning. It's Bible. It's Bible. It's Bible. If you was at a football game, you wouldn't think a thing about it this morning. Amen. If they was going crazy, you'd say, wow, that's just normal. We get to church, sometimes people go saying amen, or they shout, or they run, or they whatever, and all of a sudden, it's just getting a little wild over there. Dear Lord, I have nobody ever done anything with a pigskin that ever saved my soul. Amen. Nobody's ever done anything. Listen, Peyton Manning's all right, but Peyton Manning never died for me. Hey, listen, he never shed his blood for me. He never forgave me of my sin. He never loved me limitlessly. He never gave me power to overcome my sin. But there's a Savior who did. There's a God who did. There's a Lord who loved me and cared about me when I did not deserve it. I'd hate to know I got excited about anything else as much 
as I get excited about him. Amen. We need congregational praise. Listen to this. You know what David's cry was? David's cry was this in Psalm 34. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. There wasn't a time. David said, ain't never going to be a time go by. I don't give you glory. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My, 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 my soul shall magnify the Lord. He's saying this. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. You know what David's cry was? I'm going to glorify him. But I'd really enjoy it. If the rest of the congregation would get in on it with me. Amen. David said, hallelujah, Jesus. He said, come on, get in on this. That's my cry this morning. I'm going to give him glory. I say we all give him glory. And we all give him praise. And we all give him worship. Congregational praise. Let me tell you, this is concentrated praise. Bible said, unto him be glory in the church. By Christ Jesus. He didn't have but one person in mind when he wanted to praise. He was the Lord. He was Jesus Christ. Amen. In fact, if you want to look his name up, that word, that word Jesus means Savior. And the word Christ means anointed one. Amen. He was the one picked out to be the Savior. Amen. Hey, listen, when you come to church, you ought to thank him for being the Savior. Amen. You ought to thank him for saving your soul. You say, Brother John, my job ain't going good. Well, that's bad, and I hate that. He said, Brother John, my life ain't going the way I want it to. I'm, I'm sorry. I hate that too. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't rejoice in that. And I'm not glad about that. And I wish it was going better for you this morning. But I tell you, if you have nothing else to rejoice over this morning, you can look heavenward and know that you've got a Savior that loved you and died in your place, shed His blood on the cross for your sin, and rose again for your justification. Thank God we still have a Savior. Amen. If I was worshiping Buddha this morning, I wouldn't worship Him like I'm doing this morning because He ain't real. A person worshiping Buddha, they have to put him in their pocket and they have to carry a little, a little God, a little Buddha shaped God, but carry it all around everywhere they go to go carry a little Buddha with them. They, they can't go anywhere without him. They got to have him with them. If they lose him, they can't pray to him. I'd hate to know I had to carry a little statue around with me and bow down to it, lay it at the altar and bow down to it every once in a while. I wouldn't worship over a little statue this morning. That don't mean nothing to me. I don't mean a blessed thing to me. Amen. I can't worship over Muhammad this morning because he's dead and in the grave and he ain't even, he ain't, he's not the Savior. He didn't die in my place either. Amen. Hey, listen, I'll tell you who I can worship over this morning. I'm not bashing other stuff, but I'm just telling you, they ain't but one ever died in our place. They ain't but one ever shed his blood. They ain't but one ever been buried and rose again on the third day. They ain't but one ever did that. And that one is Jesus. Amen. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. There ain't nobody else but Jesus. Nobody. So they ain't but one worthy of worship. I said, why does everybody act happy? I'll tell you why we act happy. Because of them. It ain't because of you. It ain't because of me. It's because of him. Amen. I love him, don't you? Man, I love him. Concentrated praise. Let me tell you this. Throughout all ages, I'm about done. Throughout all ages, world without end. I got the, you look at that. And I didn't notice this till earlier. I was in my study, and 
No, actually, he, wasn't. He, he, just, he gets to where he don't eat. If he don't eat early in the morning, see, he, he, his, his sugar or whatever drops. And he has a hard time, so I had to give him something to eat and got him something to drink. And we went in the office right there, and I, I got a book down that I had over there, and I read it, and boy, it thrilled my soul. I got to read this last part, Brother Josh. I've never seen this. This, well, this is what the Bible said, guys. It says this, it said, throughout all ages. Ages is talking about generations. I'm one generation. There's others in here that are other generations. You're either the younger generation or the older generation. But either way, we're all a generation of some kind. So what he said in this verse, I wrote down this, continual praise is what he wants. Can I tell you this? He wanted my generation to praise him. But he wants the generation ahead of me to praise him. And he wants the generation coming up to praise him. He wants the generation after that to praise him. He wants it to continue person after person, family after family, individual after individual. I tell you, man, praise ought to be something that doesn't ever stop with one generation and begin and never begin again. We're living in a day where you can go to church and people make more applause over a joke than they do a message. Amen. They make more applause over a man telling a good joke than they do somebody preaching the Bible. Amen. I tell you this this morning. If God goes to moving in song, you ought to worship. If God goes to moving in testifying, you ought to worship. If God goes to moving in preaching, you ought to worship. Every generation ought to get a hold of worship. I said you ain't got to do it like I do it, but I ain't got to do it like you do it either. You cry, cry. <coughs> My mamma has never shouted in her life. But she's as godly as lady as I ever met in my life. Because she worships the Lord like the Lord told her to. Amen. All she does is cry. She's there the whole service and just weep because God's good to her. I'll be honest with you, I've seen more of that real than I have a lot of people making a show of themselves. Amen. I, I'm all for getting excited, by the way, but, I, but I'm just saying this. Hey, some of that stuff, some people just putting on a show. But I'm telling you, I don't want to put on a show. Listen, if, I, if you see me run, I promise you, I ain't running because of you. And I ain't running because nobody else in here. I'm running because I love him. I love him. He's wonderful to me. He's wonderful to me. By the way, I've never choreographed it. But I've let some people seem like they almost choreograph worship. We don't need choreographed worship. I, we just need to love Him. If you love Him, it's going to come out. At some point, worship is coming out. Not only we say that only generation to generation to generation ought to keep worshiping, but the Bible said this. Believe you come on piano. Verse 21 said, World without end. Say, where's that? Heaven. So down here he's saying, generation, worship, you worship him. The next generation is supposed to worship him. The next generation after that should worship him. The next generation after that should worship him. But he's saying that not only that, but he said world without end. He said then we're going to get to heaven and the same individuals that's been born again in every generation are going to worship him. In every generation. Listen, I'm done. My lady's playing piano, gospel to your heart. I want to tell you this. Just in closing. You ever as a boy dropped a, dropped a rock in, or a girl, y'all ever dropped a rock in the middle of the creek or in the middle of, a, the middle of a pond and you see where you drop that rock, it's the central point. Hey, something they call it in science or, and I don't know what it's called, but, but they, they drop that rock in that center point. That, that thing just ripples outward. It's a bigger, bigger circle outward from that one point that started it all. He said, Brother John, what are you trying to say? The Bible says the Lord, Jesus Christ, 
The Bible said that John saw him as a lamb and he saw him in the midst of the four and twenty elders, Brother John. And he saw him in the midst of the four beasts. He saw him in the midst, what the Bible said. So he, called, he saw him in the middle. Yeah. And if you read Revelation, look, the Bible said, the beast began to worship and say, Holy, yeah. holy, holy, Lord God Almighty. And then it goes beyond that and it goes to them elders. They fall out on the ground and begin to yeah. say, Amen. Amen. Yeah, all of us have been born again and saved by the good grace of God. When we get there, from every generation that's ever been born, ever lived, we'll say, Hallelujah! Glory! Amen. All that's done surrounding one individual in the middle. Because there ain't but one that's worthy. And there ain't but one that's that wonderful. Jesus is in the middle of all the worship. And this is, I say, that rock is the beginning point. Everybody around that around the Lord Jesus can say, that is my beginning place. That's where it's all turned around in my life. That's where it began. That's where it started. That's where my life was changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, sir. And it just ripples out from there. We all just worship from now till forever. I'll tell you, world without end. Amen. Yeah, yeah. God spoke to your heart. Would you stand your feet, eyes closed, head bowed? God spoke to your heart. Say, preacher. I just want to be, I want him to come by and get some glory. I want him to come by and get some praise on my behalf. I just want to, I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for without limits loving me, for without limits giving me power to live this Christian life that I cannot live on my own. God spoke to your heart. You come home this morning.